Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled, Christian Focus is Out of Balance Toward God. There's a tension between what the Bible says, what we think the Bible says, and what we think God should say to us as a race of people trying to get through life. Non-Christians easily discredit God's Word by saying it's worthless, written by biased men thousands of years ago, having no credibility today. Christians are much more subtle in their approach to God's Word. To be clear, I believe as biblical Christians, men pen the Bible as they were perfectly inspired by God. In other words, God wrote the original autographs of his holy text. Many years ago, Henry Blackaby wrote a book and subsequent Bible study curriculum entitled Experiencing God. As far back as 2005, his approach to growing one's faith in God had sold over 4 million copies and was licensed in 62 languages. The reason was simple. Blackaby offered a summary of the ways we can strengthen our personal relationship with a living God. The material offered four ways one can quote-unquote experience God through Bible study, prayer, circumstances, and the church. The first of those four, the church. The biblical Christian church is foundational to our faith, fellowship, and accountability. God established the church as a group of like-minded individuals seeking him through all types of worship. Matthew 16, 18, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Whether the rock was referring to Peter or Jesus himself, the point is that God established the church as an institution for experiencing who he is. Blackaby's point was that we need to listen to our fellow Christians as part of the growing process in our faith journey. However, as Christians engaging in church, we are often no better sinners collectively than we are individuals. Sadly, many get turned away from the church because of this reality. They somehow expect Christian behavior to be devoid of sin, such as pride, jealousy, and greed. The Bible, (coughs) excuse me, The Bible reminds us that, quote, the tongue is a restless evil from James 3.8, and that we need to challenge our own sin nature, which is the plank in our eye before demanding perfection, the speck in another's eye, from our brother, a reference to Matthew 7.3-5. Therefore, the opinions of other believers, the church, need to be filtered through the lens of God's commandments and precepts. The second observation from Blackaby was circumstances. God intervenes in our lives on a daily basis, and perhaps hourly. He's not a distant, disconnected entity, as some would suggest, as other false teachers and false religions impose on their followers. Events from Scripture document the Lord's involvement in our lives and the lives of his children, both in direct intercession and through surrogates, such as angels, a reference to Hebrews 12.2. It's likely we will be amazed at how he has shown compassion, grace, and love toward us when viewed more completely on the other side of the grave. However, we know that God is not only one who desires to influence our thoughts and actions. There is a tension between our own sin nature, 
coupled with an evil outside deceiver, deceiver and God's best. Since we're not omniscient and live in a morally gray world, often having to decide between the lesser of evils, being directed by circumstances in our lives will not always have Christ as its source. 1 Peter 5.8, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Blackbee's third point was prayer. <clears throat> prayer is, a, is critical to a growing relationship with Christ. In its ideal, it's a two-way communication with the divine, not a one-way rote speech repeated before a meal or at a church setting. Clearly, our prayer to God often becomes a petition for help, either for others or for ourselves. And God desires that fellowship with his children. It, it, it's likely that one of the most powerful behaviors a born-again believer can engage in while on this earth is intercessory prayer. When the Lord wipes away our tears in heaven, a reference to Revelation 21.4, I believe a major part of our sadness will come from lost opportunities in serving him through fervent prayer. However, the truth is that Christians are more motivated to do rather than pray. Our prayer life is anemic, in part because we do not see or recognize the results of the time spent on our knees. As a culture desiring the tangible over the abstract, we prefer, quote, working for the Lord, unquote, rather than, quote, engaging with the Lord, unquote. Further, two-way communication with God is hampered by our lack of knowledge of his word. God uses scripture memorization to communicate to us in prayer, his wisdom and judgments. If we do not have those tools, we are left with feelings that are hard to pin down as we pray for his engagement in our lives and the intercession in the lives of those we love. Fourth and finally, the Bible. It was not unintentional in discussing the first three ways of experiencing God that they seem to be Bible-dependent. Said best by God himself in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. For Christians to wisely discern wisdom from the opinion of other church members, from circumstances that occur in their lives, and from the time invested in prayer, we need a foundation, a baseline of understanding of who God is and what he expects of us. There's only one source for that insight, the Bible. So in conclusion, there's a balance in seeking God in multiple ways. However, mankind as a race of people on a pendulum of spirituality typically falls out of balance by focusing on feelings, which include circumstances, prayer, and the opinions of other Christians, a reference to the church. Without the Bible as a foundation, these other sources of knowledge can easily misalign with an evolving cultural morality rather than on the unchanging word of God. There's no question we as sinners trying to understand the teachings of an all-powerful sinless creator can misinterpret his written word. In fact, Christian denominational differences are founded on varying understandings of God's commands and competing emphasis. Prayerful theology founded on the Bible remains superior to other valid forms of spiritual enrichment. The danger of rejecting God's word culminates 
in turning away from the church, founded on his word, the fellowship of other Christian believers, and the reliance on feelings that come from circumstances and even prayer, which can also emanate from dubious sources. God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.